Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 6 Therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death, and a faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away, to be brought back to repentance. To their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again, and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessings of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless, and is in danger of being cursed. In the end it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realised. We do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. When God made his promise to Abraham since there was no one greater for him to swear by He swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by something greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. I often feel like I need an anchor. I'm prone to drifting with the tide and getting very close to some rocks. My soul sometimes fades. It sometimes exudes about slightly dubious things. So I'm very grateful for the anchor metaphor in verse 19. It really helps me. I realise that sometimes I need to consciously fix my thinking around a defined constant. Sometimes I need to resist the ebb and flow of my emotions by deliberate thoughts about the permanence of God. God never changes. God's purpose never changes. God has deliberately shown us that he would bless Abraham and give him many descendants. The inclusion of the Gentiles was always going to happen. God's project was always going to rumble on in an ever-expanding manner. Sometimes slow, 
and sometimes shudderingly fast, but an increase in God's government has always been God's plan. Sometimes I just need to remind myself that God knows what he's doing and his family will keep on growing no matter how I feel or even what I do. God's commitment to blessing is deeply reassuring. I don't know about you, but there are times when I lose sight of the simple goodness of knowing this God. On dark days, the wind of worry can blow me off course and threaten my ship. On those days, I need to remind myself that God is good. He has always done good. Sometimes we can see it and other times we can't. But all of us now share in God's blessing to Father Abraham. So, how do you feel today? If it's a good day, run your hand around this anchor. Get used to its feel. It will be more easy to use when the waves begin to hit. And if it's a bad day, let me reassure you, the anchor of God's permanence is there and his anchor will indeed hold. Trust in the goodness and the faithfulness of God and how his purposes never change and his plans never fail. Here's a question for reflection. How are you consciously clinging to God as your anchor? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.